Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. My name is John Keely. Join in studio by the gang. That's all I'm going to say now because there are five or six of them. Uh, Father John and Katrina, Eilish and Alison. Um, just before I go too much further on this particular section, I'd just like you to hear this. Young people today are being bombarded with different messages about sex and relationships. The secular view is that, like, sleep with anybody you want. There's no consequences. This is a program about a group of young people who choose to live a very different life. A life where sex is reserved until marriage. The central thing is, is not sex. It's, um, it's the dignity of the person and getting to know the person. You know, I've had a couple of chase relationships since and the difference is unbelievable. I was totally shocked and blown away and um, I didn't think anybody lived this type of lifestyle at all. These are literally the most difficult questions that people have. There's so much on offer. There's their eternal happiness on offer and that's what we can strive for. They are pure in heart. So they are pure in heart, and we have pure in heart here in the studio. Again, you're so welcome, girls, and thank you indeed for joining, for travelling from, from Dublin to join us this morning. Katrina, pure in heart, tell us a little bit about pure in heart, how it started, and so on and so forth. Delighted to be here with you uh, this morning, John. Pure in Heart um, are first and foremost a, a prayer community, a prayer of, of young people, a young movement mm. uh, that began in Ireland in the year 2000. Um, they began by two young people praying in their own prayer group, um, mm. seeing a real need, I suppose, within the culture for something more than the world was offering them in terms of love and relationships. Mm -hmm. So they began to pray um, on a weekly basis for purity amongst the youth. Um, and this was uh, thankfully picked up on by their spiritual director at the time, Father Aidan Carroll. Um, and he noticed that really there was a huge calling um, amongst young people for something more than, than was being made available to them, um, you know, within, mm. the, within the culture itself. <coughs> so I suppose they started in prayer as, as a youth movement. They began to pray um, every week um, amongst their own prayer community um, that they might be able to be better equipped to enhance their own their own age group. So they took it upon themselves, I suppose, to study documents like Theology of the Body and all of John Paul II's teaching. Mm -hmm. They were very influenced um, by John Paul II. Um, after a trip to World Youth Day, um, they also came back from pilgrimages to pla from places like Medjugorje, mm. um, you know, where I suppose their hearts were melted for um, I suppose seeing a lot of, of um, you know, relationships fall apart yeah. uh, mm -hmm. that really hadn't much to offer, that were based on kind of empty promises. And they knew the church's teaching because they had begun to study it themselves. And they saw something very beautiful within that and something mm -hmm. that they really had something to offer young people if only the word could get out there. So they took it upon themselves, two young, very brave women at the time, uh, to bring this message of, of pure love mm -hmm. uh, to the schools in Ireland. Um, and from there, I suppose that's where it took off. The, the teachers in the schools recognised it as something really good, mm. really wholesome, and something that young people just weren't hearing about in any other way. So from there, I suppose, um, 
a young community developed every every um, every week in Dublin. We'd meet for for holy mass, adoration, confession, and a talk on the charism. And from there, um, we built a relationships with a lot of schools around the country. And from from I suppose from those small beginnings, it's also developed into an international movement. So now we have have groups in London, uh, Liberia. Um, we have three groups in Boston, uh, Kenya, Haiti, um, and many more requests coming in wow. by the month. So it's something that had, had very humble beginnings mm-hmm. in Dublin, but I think because it was so saturated in prayer that the only way uh, was to go up with it and to go out. So um, I suppose it's just it's very saturated in prayer every week with young mm-hmm. people coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just delighted to be able to provide, I suppose, something that's supplementary to the curriculum at the moment to, yeah. our, to our schools, to our young people in Ireland. Um, and the feedback that we are getting, I suppose, in the last couple of years has just been so overwhelmingly positive mm. that there's really nothing to match it because um, mm-hmm. its beginnings, I suppose, are so wholesome. What sort of numbers are involved? Uh, you know, how many people would be involved? I mean, how many young people would be part of the community? Um, that's almost something difficult to put your finger on at the moment. Um, we have probably about 200 members, oh. but we try to keep the, the age cap, I suppose, from 18 to 35 year olds so that it continues to be a youth movement. So I suppose if you were to track our, our database over the years, it would go into the to the hundreds and maybe thousands at this stage. Wow. Um, so basically people get a good grasp of the charism up to the age of 35. Um, and we've had people join us at 34 and 35 and they might stay on a year or so mm. until they actually understand the, the teaching that we're trying to to get across. And then also from there, I suppose it develops into a, a you know, a, a young married couples group that's, that's has blossomed mm-hmm. out of out of the youth movement. And um, we've got at least four to five um you know, people who have chosen consecrated life, religious life out of it also. Beautiful. So there's very many avenues that, um, you know, just because I suppose it's it's soaked in prayer, it's soaked in the gospel, um, that, you know, chastity, purity, you know, the message that we are promoting, it not only puts order on your, your love life from a young age, but it affects your life in, in mm-hmm. whatever area or path uh, mm-hmm. you choose to go down. Eilish, um, how, did you, how did you become involved with Pure in Heart. Um, okay, so uh, John, um, the first time I actually heard Pure in Heart was um, I think I just started college and um, I heard at a U2000 retreat and there was a, a workshop being given and I was like, look, I, I knew it was an area of my yeah. life um, yeah. that I like. I was just like, I need to go to that workshop and mm. I went to it and I was mm. I was totally blown away. You know, I can remember after the weekend I rang my mom and it was probably that workshop actually that that ha- had the most effect on me and um, that weekend, but. I can remember like crying to my mom saying, oh, I've had the best weekend of my life because wow. I just really met um, Jesus that weekend. And, and I knew that he wants, wanted something more for me and wanted something more for my life. Um, but I suppose leaving um, that retreat then, um, I kind of felt torn and, and there was a bit of a battle going on for a while because I, I knew um, I, I needed to change my life. Um, mm. But it was very, very difficult to, mm-hmm. to do that, especially mm-hmm. uh, as Katrina saying, uh, culture and society today. Yeah. Um, it was very hard. Um, you know, I, I, I left and I, I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people and I wasn't rarely praying. So, um, mm. but, but thank God uh, the Lord was chipping away at me and, and eventually he did um, get me back um, on, on the right path. So. What did your friends think of about you actually joining this sort of um, movement community or, or were a lot of your friends involved? 
Um, so I suppose I actually just I suppose I slowly started to build more and more fate friends okay. and and then mm. when I actually had like a good amount of, of, of fate friends I suppose I, I was more open and willing to share with my, my own friends okay, than, okay, than okay. that mightn't be in their fate but um Alison, what about yourself? Uh, how did you? Um, well, I oh, I grew up with this message at home, John, and um, I suppose I heard the first. Um, I met Pierrenhard first um, at the Eucharistic Congress okay. back in 2012. I was a volunteer, and one of the community members um, came up to me looking for I don't know information on on the event, and I was uh, volunteering at the event, so I got chatting to I got chatting to himself and. He just said, you know, oh, with this group here in heart. And I was blown away, blown away that there was uh, people out there kind of with similar values as myself. And I, mm. I literally went like the following, the following Thursday night, um, at the week after the, mm. the week after the Congress and just the warmth I felt from the community and um, the friendliness and um, the love, the love really, um, and just just since then, like since about five years ago now, four years ago, really just uh, grew in my relationship with uh, with God, and um, really like with, same with Eilish, just grow grew in more faith mm-hmm. friends as well. Because growing mm-hmm. up, I I suppose I didn't have um, didn't have faith friends, but yeah. mm-hmm. I suppose the Lord put uh, conviction in my heart to to live chastity, um, and had a good relationship with the Lord as well. But I was kind of alone in my views. But um, it was only about 2012 there, the Eucharistic Congress, where kind of avenues opened up for myself. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Katrina, um, what sort of work do you, do you immerse yourself in now um, in terms of travelling the country maybe to bring this message to young people? Okay, so I suppose our, um, our method of getting this, uh, this really life-changing message mm. across to young people is through um, like a multimedia PowerPoint presentation mm. um, and that can sound sometimes fairly official in itself but I suppose what you have to imagine is um, young vibrant people um, presenting to young people I suppose the first advantage is, is that it's peer-to-peer so it's mm. for a change you know it's not their parents it's not their teachers this is mm. people that they can relate to first and foremost mm. um, it's people their own age it's people that are basically just out of college themselves a couple of years or maybe starting into into working life and mm-hmm. um, so already they're sitting up and paying attention that they might have something to take on board here and um, so I'm full-time in the office and um, mm-hmm. which is really organizing I suppose we're registered as a charity so what comes with that is all the responsibilities and regulations of any other small business mm-hmm. um, and the girls are doing all the hard work on the front line and they're traveling up and down the country um, even just getting this morning um, I think we realised how many more counties we have ahead of us just mm. uh, in the coming days you know uh, four different counties in, in two days it's, uh, wow. it's it's no small feat that's, and, that's some commitment um, mm. I suppose it, there's a real joy in that and you know that these young people when we meet them they know the efforts that we're, we're, we're going to to get this message to them um, you know I suppose there's a, there is an element of sacrifice involved. It is missionary work at the end of the day. Um, so uh, when the when the girls are, are presenting to them, young people realise that they have taken the time to be with them first of all. You mm, know, first mm. of all, but they've also taken a very important year out in their own lives um, to build their own faith to get this message across to young people. So um, this isn't uh, an ordinary everyday nine to five, um, mm, mm. and with that comes a great sense of joy, a great sense of. 
uh, just living your faith, having your freedom to live your faith. It's certainly like any other job, uh, not like any other job I've ever done. Mm. Uh, there's huge freedom, but at the same time, there's a, a huge workload to try and cover the country um, from our office in Dublin also. And Eilish, what form do these sort of workshops take now? Um, it's in terms of presentation now, PowerPoints. Yeah, um, so it's actually like um, a, a high quality like media, multimedia yeah, presentation yeah, that yeah. Alison and I deliver um, mm-hmm. to the students. And I suppose um, within that presentation, we cover like what exactly love is, mm-hmm. um, what sacrificial love is, um, the goodness of the human person, mm-hmm. um, building self-esteem and confidence in the pupils today Great. and in the students, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into um, how to build um, solid um, lasting relationships today. Um, uh, we go, we discuss maybe the modesty and, and respect yeah. and mm-hmm. the dignity of every mm-hmm. human person um, as well as exploring the nature of um, marriage and family life today. So there's many like different parts to our presentation. I suppose we give a little bit of our own personal testimonies as well. Mm. Um, and you can really see like the students are very, very open to this and they're very receptive. Like this year, it, I, I've just been so taken back at how, um, you know, like, open they have been to it I suppose and just like you could almost hear a pin drop you know mm-hmm. whilst you're actually speaking um, and I I do believe that like Pure and Heart are probably one of the only people that actually um, offer something like this to, to the young people today so. Beautiful and I mean Alice now the reaction from the students from the teachers maybe maybe even for yourself like. Yeah um, the students like the, the reaction to the students overwhelmingly positive um, just, just what's coming through is you know it's it's relatable, engaging, mm. um, you know more relatable than other presentations that they had in the school. Um, very eye opening. The speaker is genuine and sincere. Really, what's really coming across as well is like the personal testimonies of myself and Eilish. Mm. Um, just the personal stories really, really speak to them and actually you know touch something in their hearts that you know that that they're going through. Because um, we speak about a lot, you know, what we went through in secondary school, and that's and that's what they're um, they're at as well at the minute. Perfect, perfect. Father John, um, myself and yourself, um, unplanned, but we ended up in Charleville there last Tuesday, and we witnessed one of these presentations. What, what's your own thoughts on? I was very impressed um, to see the joy of the students. Afterwards, uh, speak, some of them came to confession mm-hmm. and straight away they said immediately, Father, I'm coming to confession because of what I've heard. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a good few, there was four, there were four priests hearing confessions. Mm-hmm. The students were coming to them the whole time for mm-hmm. confessions about fifth and sixth years. Mm-hmm. But uh, afterwards, a few of the teachers said to me you know some of the students who have gone to confession there went so easily but that's not the norm yeah. for some of them mm-hmm. who just went mm-hmm. and uh, I said is, is, that, is that true because I'm not from this area mm-hmm. I said I'm actually another diocese mm-hmm. and then the other teacher said yes uh, definitely it was the impression that the presentations made mm. which taught them things that they hadn't heard yeah 
and other cases that they had heard, but it had been so long since they had heard some of these basic truths that they had them completely forgotten. Mm. And with the confusion of everything that they're bombarded with today, uh, sometimes they don't know very clearly the wrongs that they're doing as wrongs. Yeah. But after the presentation of the girls and listening to the talks of Pure in Heart, uh, they, they learn a lot, but they relate to it. Just like Alison said a minute ago, uh, I was thinking of this even at the retreat. Sometimes they look at us priests mm. as somebody up there yeah. on the pedestal. Yeah. He wouldn't understand me. Mm. And there's a cut off straight away. Yes. Beca- but when they listen to young peers of their own yes. age group, mm-hmm. more or less, mm-hmm. they say, well, here's somebody who I can relate to, who is in the same boat that I'm on. Mm-hmm. In other words, they don't look at you girls as being up there, yeah. mm-hmm. cut off mm-hmm. from them. Because yes. mm-hmm. I said to one of the teachers, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that the girls are saying there, uh, we are supposed to teach as priests. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if we said them, <coughs> the response would be very different. Yes, yes. And this is it. Mm. And you know, Pope Francis, I've no doubt, had this in mind when he said, if you want to evangelize young people, yep. use young people. Yep. Mm. Because they will soak up what their peers are saying like a sponge soaking water. Mm-hmm. They, they respond to the truth when it comes from their own category of people. Yeah people they feel they can relate to. So it was most po- most positive and it was great, it was great for me to see because I hadn't been at any of the Pure and Heart retreats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first I heard of them was from two of the pilgrims who came on the pilgrimage to Italy with me mm-hmm. on two different years mm-hmm. who spoke about one lady about her niece who was in some secondary school that Pure and Heart had been to. The other lady, her, her nephew in a different part of the country was in another school that they had been to and the parents of these two children couldn't even get them to go to mass not to mind Mm. go to confession (coughs) and because they were living uh, the way of the world Mm. Mm. wrong relationships and and they're breaking up and so on Mm -hmm. but after the retreat with the the pure in heart there was a complete U-turn what had failed the parents to bring about and there again, just like they look at us priests up there, cut off from them, very often they feel the parents don't understand them. Mm. And when the parents <coughs> tell the truth, uh, it doesn't register. But when the same, the very same thing comes from young people like this, yeah. they mm. just respond to mm. it. You know, it, it, it's funny, Father, and thank you for those comments. It, it's funny, I, I was thinking of something very similar to yourself, but in terms of parents... And myself and Anne, my wife, were just discussing it as we witnessed the beautiful presentation. And thanks again, girls, for it, because it, I know it touched the young people, but it also touched us as parents and as grandparents. And the thought that crossed my mind was this should also be presented in some format to parents and to grandparents. That's right, yes. Because they, in turn, might just utilize some of those gifts and some of those ideas to their own children when they know the children are ready for it. And maybe at the right time and so on and so forth right. you know uh, maybe when they're in in the home where sometimes maybe children and maybe I can bounce this off the girls maybe 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 Katrina there um, girls and boys in a setting where there's about a hundred there 
again you get a, this kind of peer pressure thing like that well I don't want to sound as though I'm interested in this now because all my mates are watching me type of thing mm. but maybe going back to what father just said the fruit of it was is when they went to confession which is the hardest thing for a young person to do today publicly, and, uh, publicly in front of all their colleagues yes just continuing on again uh, uh, people and, and I know we've only really touched on it briefly there this morning but if if someone was listening to to you girls sharing with us this morning uh, and we're interested in maybe having uh, Pure and Hart presents in the school or the parish what's the, what, what's the next step for them? Um, I think it's a, just a very practical step, step really John is to just get in touch with us um, and I suppose the way you can do that is through our own office which is based in, in Marion Square in Dublin mm-hmm. um, our email is ask at pureinheartireland.com um, or we also have a Facebook page um, a very lively Facebook page mm-hmm. um, we're very active on, on social media also mm-hmm. but just to touch on, on a, just one or two matters if I could just in relation Please, to yeah. the parents uh, requesting um, or, or should be hearing this message also mm-hmm. um, very often we offer to parents just before we go into schools because there's so many groups as third parties mm-hmm. offering their services to schools or not and I can see there's an element of uh, sometimes you know teachers being uh, cautious and, and you know thankfully mm-hmm. so and rightly so and um, that very often before we go into a school Pure and Heart offers a presentation to parents and teachers the evening before mm-hmm. and sometimes that's a really beautiful thing to witness because yeah. um, very often the reaction of parents is oh I've been saying this for years yes, I just yeah. don't know if they're going to get it yeah, you know okay. and what we can say is look at we know that we can show you the material that oh, we're yeah, using yeah, yeah. you know you know it's solid but really, you know, you're just going to have to trust us as young people that something's going to happen. And and the same, I just remember that one parent that said to me, you look at your, you have your work cut out for you with my, you know, with my mm, daughter. Yeah, so. yeah. And the same person, you know, soaked up the message the following day because it came from a young person. Yeah. And, you know, at another retreat, I remember somebody saying to me, you know, as, as parents, and we were down in Waterford with Bishop Fancy um, at a book launch down there supporting uh, the work that he was doing mm. with, with young people. And one very concerned parent put up her hand and said, you know, what can we do for our young people? Um, they're just not, they're not hearing us, you know. Mm. And the only thing that I could, I could really offer some sort of comfort to her was never give up on, on the work that you've already done, that yeah. that seed has mm. been planted. Mm-hmm. And okay, it mightn't show you know that it's it's taken action at the moment at home and every day because mm-hmm. you know but it's actually so important that parents keep planting that little seed and very often grandparents do it now they'll offer a trip to knock or offer a trip to Medjugorje or whatever it is mm-hmm. to plant mm-hmm. that little seed that it's it's only because sometimes that seed has been planted by parents and grandparents that it's so effective when pure in heart and others that offer day retreats to, to young people in our schools we come in and we pick up pick it up from another level and because they've mm. heard it before mm. sometimes mm. they're hearing it for the first time of course but if they've heard it before at home something resonates and that's what gets them to you know I suppose get you know pluck up the courage like what Father John is saying to go to make that step to go to confession mm. you know sometimes you know we're just there to confirm all the work that's been you know gone on in the homes beforehand but um, I know Pope Francis is such an advocate for promoting faith in the homes mm, and the family. Mm, mm, and that's mm. something that we really have to, to work with our priests on, you know, and Pure and Heart are so happy to do that is literally we come in at a different perspective. It doesn't make us any better or worse, but it, it just means um, we come in as young people and that's what makes us a little bit different, I suppose. Beautiful. Um, what's really coming through to me this morning anyway, 
And you mentioned early on, is prayer. Prayer is so important in the whole, in the whole community. Mm-hmm. That takes its form of maybe scripture, maybe holy hours, maybe. Um, well, every Thursday, I mean, I suppose Pure in Heart started in prayer. That's mm. the first thing. Mm-hmm. And it ends in prayer mm. and it's soaked in prayer. Um, we start, you know, um, every Thursday with Holy Mass, Adoration, Confession. And that is, we also have a monthly vigil, uh, which is almost, uh, you might, you know, struggle to find it in Dublin today, um, the last Friday of every month. Mm. And that's really, you know, that really powerhouse of prayer behind uh, and against all the sins of impurity that, that that's happening today, mm. and that's really where we see um, the fruits of our work is because it's so soaked in prayer that our we've a whole community and many many good priests and religious nuns behind us also. So that's why our work is. I mean, I don't know as young people if we were to try and do this without prayer, would we get very far? I don't think mm. so. Um, because we're so supported in prayer, that's what makes it so successful. I think. I can imagine some people listening to the program at the moment who are saying, what about Limerick? What about having something like this in Limerick? Can somebody speak to me about maybe, is it just based in Dublin or are there, are there plans maybe to have Pure in Heart maybe set up in various parts of the country? Um, one of the things I could suggest, uh, which we offer to, to many parishes at the moment, mm. um, we had a really successful um I suppose you could all call it an open night yeah. where the girls very freely mm. put on a presentation completely outside their office hours. They're mm. not regular mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. they, they out of the goodness of their hearts, <laughs> yeah, complete yeah. overtime yeah. for yeah. the Lord. <laughs> so um, we put on a very successful open day, open night, where we invited the youth of Dublin basically into open up the doors of Pure in Heart. You know, a lot of them are supporting us every week and it's so important to say thanks that um, they don't actually often witness the presentation itself. Mm-hmm. So we just, out of a number of requests, we put it on for them. And it was, the place was absolutely heaving. We hardly have it, had enough space to stand. We ordered pizzas, we had a night out, and it was what was, you know, it's basically on a par with what young people want. So what you're saying is that if Father John yeah. and Anne and myself got together and said, guys, come down to West Remy, publicise this, give us the same youth. thing. Because just from what you said there, mm-hmm. Katrina, you hadn't even enough space for all of them that mm-hmm. came. Mm-hmm. This shows the hunger that's mm-hmm. in the youth yeah. for the truth, mm-hmm. because they will recognize at this stage that the world has only been throwing poison at them. Mm-hmm. They want the truth and the hunger is for it. And the spirit in them resonates with the truth when they hear it. That's what's drawing them. So, guys, anybody listening out there, if you'd like to have Pure and Heart, visit our area. Give us a bell, um, 069-66200, maybe pass a message on to Sacred Space or email myself, uh, sacredspace102 at gmail.com or see me in Newcastle West or Anne in Newcastle West. Just pass on the message. I like what those girls have to say. I like to have them down. And um, if we get a few people organized, myself and and, and Father John... We'll get them down. We'll get them down and... Um, we won't forget the pizzas either. Is that the way? <laughs> very important I think, point. I think <laughs> one very important point mm. uh, to highlight is what I noticed at that retreat that I went to. Uh, the, the young people from the presentations and from the way the girls speak mm-hmm. uh, on the dignity of the person, yeah. the value that they have, mm-hmm. and each person having this value and mm-hmm. equal dignity, mm-hmm. they learn that the right way of living, a right relationship of true love, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is not something imposed on them mm-hmm. as a restriction from the outside, mm-hmm. yes. wh- which up to then they would have seen it. Mm. Good point. But after the presentations, after the day's retreat, coming to the confessions, Mm-mm. They were completely seeing it from the other way. It's what I am. It's from the inside out. Yes, beautiful. My freedom. I like that point. Not a restriction put on me from the outside. And this is the result. I could see this clearly as one of the great results of your work in that retreat. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Last question before we go for a break. And we must do to Eilish, if somebody was out there and um, listened to what you said, and wondering what message they, or maybe put it some other way, what message would you like listeners to take from what you guys are sharing this morning? Um, yeah, I suppose just not to be um, afraid. I suppose um, you know, like pure in heart changed changed my entire life for the better, and and just for them to know that each one of them are a un- are God's unique um, mm. creation, you know, and He has um, like um, like an infinitely greater plan for all of their lives, um, something better, um, I suppose, than they could ever like dream of or imagine. Um, I suppose I didn't realize that um, growing up myself, and just um, I suppose even just spending this year up here in heart I'm realizing it more and more um and I suppose just for them um stay with it stay in prayer be immersed in prayer yeah. I'm sure that's what it's all about Alison time for a bit of music what's the second piece of music please you have for us or is it Eilish um so the second piece of music um we're gonna we're gonna play is uh, Matt Redmond uh, 10,000 Reasons so 10 are the reasons to, to praise the Lord. Um, it's a great song and uh, we always sing it at our uh, prayer group on Thursday night. So it's very special to us. And it just so happened that one of the, the, the only uh, seminarian we have in the diocese was on the program last year around this time and picked that piece of music. That's so great. with that, yeah. let's go and hear this. Yes. Beautiful piece of music. The sun comes up, it's a new 
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.